and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. All right, Matt, give us something interesting. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> Where to begin? I have that many interesting things to say. <laughs> Actually, I have something uh, to compliment Matt on. Oh, thank you. Yes. Can I guess? Nah, it's sure, dangerous. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> For looking so good while being so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Here you go. He is the lolly fairy. Did you know this? Uh, that sounds that sounds quite hateful. Yeah. Uh, interesting terminology you use there. Jules. Awkward. Uh... Wow, HR. <laughs> Matt's lifestyle choices nothing to do with you. He drops lollies in the lolly jar and just is doesn't, that a, doesn't Matt, expect any compliments. Is that a euphemism? No. no I, uh, I actively buy lollies and put them in the jar oh. in our office. Did you know this? I don't eat the lollies, so I don't care. I don't pay attention to it. But you didn't notice that it fills up every so often? Because I don't look at it, no. I thought a magical person was doing it. And then I mentioned it to Matt. And then he's like, yeah, that's me. Well, Matt eats them as well. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah he's doing it on, like, he, I yeah. assume. Are you tax deducting it? Is it a waste? <laughs> no, I wish. It's an office morale thing. It's very yeah. kind. I, just like to have I people want to come say in. thanks. No, you're welcome. Everyone needs sugar in the day. And when I do eat them, yes, I was thinking. Who's funding this? <laughs> Who's funding my, sugar? Funding my lifestyle? <laughs> no one diabetic, so we have to narrow that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the show today, Matt, bougie bath times. Mm. Sounds great. And great kid. Yes, great Sounds mom. like one of those interesting kids that are like super, like talk old. Mm. I, I've had old a few soul. of those that you're crossing Mama. with kids. <laughs> yeah. Mother, may we please have spaghettios for dinner? I forgot to mention that his name is Will, a.k.a. William. Very regal name. Prince, Prince Will, hey? Mm. Having his big bougie bath time. And was four his, years young. Was his todger oscillating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's Harry. Thank you for yeah, oh, that everyone was, that knows that reference. Harry that had the oscillating todger. Yes. For those who have read The Spare. Oh, Prince Harry. Subjected to his voice. Autobiography. Mm. Uh, no, no, no todger talk. No. No todger talk. Enjoying no, that just segment. wholesome bath time. Yes, indeed. Uh, what else have we got on today's podcast? Oh, how about that story about uh, the lady who fainted? Standing, oh, so she, we asked about, you know, the young lad on Australian Idol passed out on stage. Mm. Uh, she called up and said, like, she was just went home, fainted, and fell so hard that she mm. broke six bones in her face and was laying there for an undisclosed period of time before her brother came and found could, her. Could have been quite a while. Yes. Right? Like, so she clearly fainted and then knocked herself out. The, the, the one double two. whammy. <laughs> and then because her bones weren't properly... Right when they try, they had to like re-break her face. Hectic. Yeah. Hectic. That a, that's happened to me before. Not the face thing, but with an arm. So re-break. Jules and I were talking about how we, like we think we'll do this on the show tomorrow. Like, how long did you ignore the injury for? Mm. <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh, that that can wait. I'll get around to that. But sometimes you need a doctor to intervene. Yes. Sure. Like, you know, compound fractures. Yeah. When yeah. I was in grade five, so what does that make you? Like 10 11. or eleven. Yep. Ten or eleven. Um, we were doing like high school, just like athletics track stuff, and we we're doing the hurdles. Jump over, this, so there's two breakages involved here. Oh, great. Jump over the hurdle, and as I do it, I accidentally kick it out. As I fall, my I put my arm underneath the hurdle, and then the hurdle hits my arm, and then I fall on top of the hurdle. So it's uh-huh. just like a plank of wood effectively smacking my arm in half. Mm. That broke it pretty hard. They put it in the cast. They do the classic thing of, you know, whatever, don't get it wet, all that normal garbage. It had the cast for maybe like six or seven weeks. Normal garbage, doctor's <laughs> orders. You get that. Yeah. And then uh, take get the cast off. You know, you're moving your arm around, you're feeling, uh, you're feeling back to normal, as an 11-year-old should <laughs> no. and ought to do. And then, like, three days after that happened, we were doing, you know, like, suicides, which is an awful name for the exercise, but, you know, oh, we run from baseline to baseline on a basketball court. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we were doing that, and I tripped over my friend Ian, and I put my arm out to catch myself, and then 
I sort of, I got up and my teacher who knew, uh, my year five, six teacher, Mrs. Quinn, she's like, who knew I'd obviously broken my arm. Mm. She's like, um, was that, your, was, that, was that the army that just came out of the cast? I'm like, yeah. She goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Tried to get through the next three hours. And then we're like in class writing like paragraphs and stories and stuff. And I'm like nearly crying. <laughs> oh. So I, I, I ignored it for three hours and then had to go. But to bring it back to the act of re-breaking bones, mm. it was like half broken the second time around. They get, the, they do the x-ray and instead of like aligning the bone, They'd effectively just, they'd misaligned it. So it had healed by like a very small fraction was connected. Oh, wow. And so this is an all, I'm doing, using my fingers to highlight yeah, it's bones. A, so very visual. Very visual but, um, then they had to take me into the Royal Children's Hospital geez. to put a nerve block on my arm. So oh. at, at the shoulder, they put a oh. tourniquet around it. So to cut off the blood circulation and then pump your arm full of that many painkillers. So you, uh, right. Yeah. So that way they can re-break it. And then the thing when they re-break, when you, when you break a bone, she's loud. Oh, I don't like that. So you're just in the room. Mum was in there. Mum's like, oh, I'm probably going to leave this. I'm like, Mum, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> Mummy, no. And then you just hear the, oh. And then they said it and, you know, it was fine. And then ultimately mum said I could have KFC for dinner. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> you tell me who's winning. <laughs> <laughs> Worth spending three months, an entire summer in a cast. You're just staring at Ooh. the bones from the chicken like, oh, look at you <laughs> all straight. <laughs> look how easy I can break you. <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> that really changed you at eleven, didn't it? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's when I became a man. Ah, uh, is that what you're calling this? Uh, and then the government made me a man at eighteen. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, by reaming you with taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you can get taxed before eighteen. Oh, I don't know. You earn enough. I think it's, it's yeah. what sixteen. Yeah, probably. I'm sure it's Whenever absolutely start, true. I just, start, I, anyway. it's awkward to dig through my joke and ruin it. So thank you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> um, and 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 around eighteen, that's when I first committed tax fraud. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's also true. But it's been seven years, so I'm allowed to talk about it, so it's fine. Oh. We'll they can't see. go back in the records? Oh, I think it's seven years. I think that's oh. a thing. That's a cutoff? Certainly. I may, uh, well, maybe in America, calls. but we'll find out how you go. <laughs> Is that not the case here? I don't know. I, I guess we'll like find out. I keep receipts for a certain amount of yeah, years. Yeah, that's what I'm basing it off. Because <laughs> 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 I used to work at the optometry that I worked at when I was in uni. Uh, part of that was, you know, having to reorganize the boxes of receipts they had to keep in store. Oh. And you would then have to throw out the seven-year-old box and replace it with that month's box. Okay. And so I was like, oh, there you go. Fun. Seven years. So I assume, I just assumed the statute of limitations was just a, a blanket seven years. <laughs> Guess what we'll find out. What a shit job though, doing that as opposed oh, to looking low. at people's eyes. Oh, that was like a, if you wanted to stay back and get some extra money, you could do it. Oh, fair. And it was also okay. a 30 second job. So I was okay. like, Put one goes in the bin, one goes in the <laughs> shelf. Um, but good to see everyone's got different work ethics. Jules. True. <laughs> uh, on the show as well today, we follow it up with weird job interviews yet again. Oh my god! Um, what did we have on today? We someone had... was yeah, I asked to do a hit on someone. Yeah, that's yeah, that was, that was that's, crazy. We thought break a leg, like that's what he mentioned. Oh, that's what he said on air. Mm. We we had a, a more of an in depth ish chat because we were like, oh, we don't want to get him arrested. Oh, you actually, it was actually a hit. Yeah, that oh, was. That I what thought was... it was like a rough him up situation, but no, it was a hey, let's sleep with the fishes situation. Well, yeah, I mean, at least some kind of very physical hit. But uh, he uh, tapped out of that very quickly and legally correctly. Yeah, good guy. <laughs> good guy. Well, he didn't do anything wrong. No, so, no, no. So telling the story, he he had nothing to lose. Exactly. He could have very easily. He could have named this. and shamed if he wanted to. If you remember, I think he said it was a while ago. Thirty years, yeah. Um, so that's a good, sticks with you. That's a good call. Uh, you have that to look forward to. Um, also, here we got cool handshakes. Mm, very get, cool. Should we get a cool handshake for the show? Um, very visual. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's for everyone. <laughs> I'm not saying everyone gets to, the listeners don't get to join in, but it's more for us, more of a team camaraderie thing. I what worry do that I don't have the coordination. Uh, I'm not renowned for, you know how the girls in the in the schoolyard do that? My mum said you're our big poop. Like they do the yeah, clappy handy thing. It's all practice and muscle memory. Can, did you used to do it? No. <laughs> not that specific one. Well, oh, yeah, you didn't? My mum did a big pub. <laughs> a super real catchy. one I definitely didn't make up. What was? Oh, do you remember wow. one of those those little chants? No, I don't. Down by the banks of the something something where the bullfrog jumps from bank to bank with the something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm recognising the hand by the, Wait, up, hang on. Down, up, down, something, something. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> down by all the ended that way. banks yeah, yeah. of the hanky panky where the bulldogs do the hanky panky. Bullfrogs, I think bullfrogs. maybe. But yeah, and then the arms would cross over at some point. Was there a, a crisscross spin? applesauce? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, is uh, that, it I'm, is a thing, but it, I don't think it's relevant to that. You're right. There's a lot of coordination. Is that part of an R&B makes song? perfect. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a basketball thing. Apple Chris all jeans. Gets it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very confusing conversation. Yes. You know what's yes. not confusing? The show. show. Yep. We'll get into it right now. Bye. Nick, what has the world come to where kids are delving into a world of luxury? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, kids are supposed to have a crap life coming up, right? That's And then that way you get appreciation for everything. Kids are supposed to enjoy their childhood, maybe a bit rough, maybe, you know, get outside in the dirt, play, you know, play with muck, whatever you, it may be. Are you currently doing a kids these days have it too good? Well, I have noticed the complete opposite You're 29, Jules. to my childhood. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I don't have kids, but uh, my friend Steph, um, <laughs> she indulged her four-year-old child in quite a luxury last night. Caviar for dinner. Wow. Not far off. <laughs> All right, really? <laughs> he was feeling himself and he said, Mum, I need some me time, as the four-year-old would say. What an eloquent four-year-old <laughs> to know that he, to identify that he needs a little bit of R&R. So, is, self-care starts at a young age. He is very self-aware. Mm. And so he, um, he managed to have the ultimate uh, Wednesday night when he got himself into the bathtub. Oh. Bubble bath, of course, because some things never change from four-year-old lives. Sure, and a string quartet. And mum brought in one of those, like, detachable shelves, um, bathtub holder thing where you can put stuff on top. Typically I see them uh, with candles. Yes. And a self-help book on it. Imagine a little iPad set up with Mm. Bluey, of course, playing, and then he's got a cute little candle. Oh, so he actually had a candle. (laughs) One of those, you know, ones that are... Not actual candle lit, oh, like but the, the ones you can switch on. The electric, like, tea light candles. Yeah, it's safe. Safe for bathtub time. I actually think it's way less safe because <laughs> it's electric in the bathtub, Jules. I think fire is traditionally better around water than electricity, but that's just my basic science. Then he's got a bento box set up of his favourite snacks. So he's got little cheddar cheese cut up into little oh squares, God. carrot sticks. He's got a little charcuterie board. <laughs> he does. And it just worries me. That if this is how life is set up at a four four years of age, what is going to come for him? Well, there's no turning back. It it either means he's going to fall off, a, like when once life hits him, it's going to hit him hard, mm. or he might he might actually end up becoming incredibly wealthy and just live a life of class. I mean, it is possible. Is, what's your friend Steph? What's she like? Is she a classy lady? Um, you know, she dabbles in a bit of self care. Answer immediately, though. <laughs> so it does lead. To, it it it's an inauspicious start. Mm. Um, well, Steph, if you're listening, be meaner to your kid, I guess. <laughs> Poor guy, nineteen year old Noah. He um 
Yeah, quite the shock. Uh, was singing through his auditions in Oz Idol earlier in the week and the unexpected happened. You're both through. All through. So well done. Not what I wanted. But let's see how you are next time. Good Thanks luck, so Go and celebrate, fellas. Thank you. It works out. Works Thanks out. so much. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, is he really unconscious? No, he actually, I saw that happening. He I saw that happening. Oh. Jesus Christ. Medics. Sometimes your body just freaks out and goes, hey, we need to shut off for a quick second here and reevaluate what's been going on. Lose control of your faculties in the worst possible time with all these cameras on you. Yeah, 131060, when did you faint? When did you pass out? I fainted when I was in a kitchen. I was working at a pizza restaurant at Wood End when I was growing up, a place called De Petro's, and cut my finger whilst chopping some salami. Saw the blood. Passed out on top of a waitress, woke up in the wesh- restaurant. Uh, waitress, mostly fine. Yeah, good. Qu- quite a bit smaller than me. I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two, and she was not that. And, yeah, poor girl. Uh, so, you know, Your no, finger okay now? Scarred. Yep. But, you know, so is she from that experience, I imagine. True. Go to the phones right now. 13, 10, 60. Nicole from White Hills. Tell us, when did you pass out? I passed out um, on my doorstep. Okay. And when I fell, I landed on my face. <gasps> Like, I fell forward and landed on my face, and my brother actually was the one that found me. I don't know how long I was there for, but I sort of went inside, and that was the end of that. And then after a couple of weeks, my mum said to me, look, you need to go to the doctors because your face is still really swollen from when you fell. Yeah. And I went to the doctors, and they did an x-ray, and I'd broken my face in six different places. What? And you were just walking around with a broken up face for, for a few weeks. So I'd broken most of the most of the little bones in my face, but my eye socket, I broke quite quite well. Oh and when Isn't the x-ray cold? came back, by the time I had gone to see them, my face had already started to heal. So he said to me, in order to fix the bones and make them straight again, I would have them. to have my face rebroken. Oh, my God. So, okay. Do you know what caused the fainting in the first place? Was it the kids in the background? Yeah. <laughs> um, it might have been her. No. I, I think it was just really hot. I had also had... Um, cancer as well oh, yeah. earlier that year so I, I'm assuming it was just from all the treatments and stuff oh. and it was just it was like I looked like a marshmallow and you didn't um, question that you just lived with that for a few weeks you thought oh this will probably get better eventually didn't bother me too much this yeah. is wild so, face is all good at the moment yeah it's beautiful Aye. beautiful a bit broken a, a bit crooked in a few places but beautiful Aye, business as usual love it Nicole thanks for the call <laughs> see ya I have hired a running coach a- a running coach. Yes, because I want to improve on my running jewels. Soccer Yo. season is coming up and I'm not particularly fit, but I've taken my fitness into my own hands and I said, I need help with this. Okay. Um, I didn't know, first of all, running coaches existed, but you already know how to run. Can't you just tell yourself run faster? Just sp- speed up from the walking position. Choose a different playlist, find no, some faster music. Is that how it works? No, because the thing is, you can always do, there's a coach for everything, first of all. Sure. There's, there's not one Life thing coach. in this world that there isn't someone out there charging you to get better at it. Mm. My running coach, Michelle, she's great. And I've already feel like I've only been here for a few weeks and I feel like I'm doing, I'm making, making strides. Mm, you're bonding. I'm feeling good about mm. how I'm going, Jules. But Okay, um, good for you then. And I, I also, it's not even just from a fact of like, oh, hey, you could do this to improve your running, like having someone there to correct technique and stuff. It's the motivation of just being like, oh, no, I have to rock up yes, yes. at one o'clock tomorrow. You got to like, be accountable. Exactly. It's the motivate. It's per- it's like personal trainers. Sure. So like, yes, I could go in. I could go for a run for myself. I do many runs by myself throughout the week. But does she I'm not- run with you, or does she watch you from afar? Uh, it's not usually afar. She's not hiding in a bush with you know, <laughs> or they're doing the newspaper thing with the eye holes cut out. That sounds like she's a bit covert. She got a tracker on you. I don't no. know how it works. So typically, you know, she'll be will be at like their their 
training facility and which is indoors and then you know, I'll do some work there and she'll be watching me and sort of going, Hey, do this, this, and this. Yesterday we did a 12 minute time trial to test how far I could cover in 12 minutes. 12 minutes running is a long time. And to see how fast I could go. Oh. And, she, and she ran with me for a good chunk of that because she's so fit. She's thoughtful too. Yeah, she's great. It was a, it was a great session. I was so worried about yesterday. I was saying it yesterday uh, in between the songs and breaks in the show. I was like, oh, I feel so sore and tired and it's going to be hot. Mm. And I'm running at one o'clock and it's the hottest part of the day. Yes. Not looking forward to it. No. And my knee feels bad. My ankle's a bit swollen from soccer training. And Already was, coming up with excuses. I say, this is going to be the worst. You're but, planting the seed to cancel, were you? No, I was never going to cancel. I was, right. just, I was just setting myself up being like, I know this isn't going to be a successful 12 minutes. Fast forward to doing the run. We were running at an athletics track. Fastest 12 minutes I've ever run in my life. In your life. In my life, Jules. I've never been, I was very happy with it. You I set a PB. Set a PB, massive PB for me, which was great. Um, and my running coach, Michelle, was like, that's great. But one thing though, despite the fact that I was feeling really good about how I was going and I was like, you know, hey, wow, I'm keeping up with myself. This is great. <laughs> she's, first of all, she's not breaking a sweat. She's running beside me. She's like, this is nothing. Yeah, well, it's her job. But there was also someone else, another girl at the track who was there doing warming up and just her, doing her own exercise while we were there. Because sure. I guess it's a community track, community mm-hmm. facility. And as I'm running laps in my head going, Nick, you are currently the fastest you've ever been. You've never been this quick. You are the best. She, this, this girl, she just starts warming up. I put her in like her early 20s. That so yep. starts warming up for her afternoon and just starts overlapping me. <laughs> and she's just like rocks up. She's just la- overlap, overlap, just like overlap. for her. Yeah. And she's not, again, same thing. She's not, she's just chilling. She's like not paying any attention. I see her, you know, she takes a couple of breaks to do, go do some stretches mm. So she'll be able to stop for like 30 seconds and start running again and still lap me. It's, oh my it's like a, God. It's a real like, you know, tortoise in the hair situation. Yes. Except if the hair wasn't like a cocky asshole <laughs> like by the end of it, like she just has enough pace to overlap me. So all in all, like a very good day. Feel very good about it. Sure. Um, but Until that, that point. <laughs> if she's not an Olympian, if come the next Olympics, I don't know if I'm not looking at this girl who overlapped me. She's in, the, she's in the wrong profession. We're asking 131060. Have you had a weird job interview? Mm, Nick, you've taken the cake. You had an interview to be Batman at Movie World. Yep. Could have joined the ranks of uh, Christian Bale. Sure. Could have been like George Clooney, Robert Pattinson, but instead they chose <laughs> to give it to someone else. Oh, no. And oh, here no. you are. You make do, though, don't you? Sometimes you take backslides in life. Uh, but but we've a got fun a, experience, though. And a weird job interview because you know, I had to memorize a speech. They took me through all the warehouses at Movie World. A lot of people have been there, saw yep. the weird costumes. Sure, saw the guy uh, that was playing Shaggy yep. having a cigarette with Scooby-Doo. Oh, that was right. quite, quite a really sobering experience to experience sure. those characters. No yeah. mystery there. No, definitely not. It also explains a lot about Shaggy's personality because <laughs> I couldn't quite tell what he was smoking. Um, 131060 though, we want to know about your weird job interviews. Gary from Shep, mate, you've had a weird one? I did. Uh, about 30 years ago, I went along and I uh, was going to a security uh, gig where we thought we were going to be appraising this person's business. And so the first thing he showed us his business and uh, that was all good. And then he showed us a house and we thought, oh, this is great. He wants us to do security for his, for his nightclub and maybe he wants some security or, you know, about his house yep. and then all of a sudden he said i, I want to know how much would it cost to break a leg to what and he, he asked us how much would it cost to break a leg and we go what are you talking about and he goes and then he started talking to us about his ex-wife's new boyfriend oh. and how he would like us to um uh send a message to him that uh he didn't like that he was associating with this person. Jeez. So, 
So we decided very quickly to go, this guy is nuts and we're walking right away yeah, from this. Yeah, you didn't expect that on the uh, job description when you were signing it for that. No, 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 certainly not. I mean, ballpark, what is what? What is a... What does a breaking of a leg probably cost? Probably, yeah, who probably, knows? Probably not, worth, price on it. probably not worth the jail term, <laughs> I would imagine. I would, I, I, would assume, I would assume it's not worth a, a year or two of your life. No. no, not at all. Gary, appreciate the call, mate. All right, thanks a lot. See ya. I don't know about you, Jules. When he said break a leg, I thought he was like in musical theatre for a second yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, joking. Actually, wild story. Actually, violent stuff. Over to Cody from Mildura right now. Cody, you've had a bit of a weird job interview yourself. Yeah, so I had a job interview to be a receptionist for a Bollywood dance company. <laughs> what? Okay. Is that, does that I know, mean, it's a bit niche. <laughs> is there a difference between being a receptionist for a Bollywood dance company versus any other kind of place? How was the interview? Ah, yes. Um, so basically one part of it was they wanted to see me do Bollywood dancing, which I've never done in my life. So <laughs> yeah. do you need to be able yeah. to dance to take appointments? I assume at reception. No, so I don't know. I don't know if they were just trying to test my confidence level or what, but it was a very awkward time. And then the second part of that was they asked me to do a touch typing test. Oh. However, I did not bring my glasses, so I couldn't read what I was meant to be typing. That is, uh, that's a tough one for a receptionist. I understand struggling with part A of that. Part B, I'm like, well, no, you should know how to do that, codes. Uh, I should have died. Did you? Did you get a callback for the interview? How? How did it go? No. Uh, yeah. To be expected. Yeah. Well, it work out. Actually, just before you, obviously, the the touch typing didn't go terribly well. How how was the actual dancing? You know, I know you hadn't done it before, but how was it? Like, I would rate it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I the, think the average... response maybe not so great. <laughs> well, fair enough. You had a crack. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. I tried my best. Thanks for the call, Cody. All good. Jules has been watching a lot of sport recently, and a lot of codes are about to kick back into action in Australia. So good. Been watching a lot of... Uh... Some of like I've been keeping up with like the AFL preseason and stuff. Yep, I've been nice. watching a lot of the plays there both in the AFL preseason and with the Super Bowl on yes, Monday. They were doing it as well. I've been watching some American basketball. You're all over the sports. I've been keeping up. Mm. I know. I love the sport. Keen to get into it. And there's something that a lot of sports players are doing now, regardless of what sport they play, that everyone goes, that is the coolest thing. That's so cool. And I sit there myself and I go, that's sick. I'd love okay. to do that. All right. Yep. And what it is, is whenever they do something great on the field, whether they make an incredible defensive stop or they, they score a goal or they, you know, slam dunk or mm. the touchdown or whatever. Yes. They do the incredibly like the sophisticated and elaborate handshakes with each other. Like they'll go up to their teammates and they'll do those like crazy, like back to back handshakes, heaps of slapping and dapping. And it's all sorts of this. Like, like it's a full dance routine going yeah, on. Yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. They seem ridiculous. It's cool though. It's incredibly cool. It's almost as if before the game, they've been handed down these like executive orders by the owners of the team. Starting today, if you score, but your handshake sucks. We will trade you. And none of them want to be traded. So they've all got these incredibly <laughs> elaborate handshakes. So you think they spend time learning these handshakes with one another well, for them to be so coordinated? That's what I'm thinking, Jules. Everyone goes, this is cool. But what isn't cool is the fact that there are these guys who, after practice, are going, oh, hey, Devin, um, sorry, just before you head off home, I was wondering if I could grab you for 10 minutes in the car park and uh, if we could just quickly practice our handshake just in case we do something good on the field. There's nothing cool about organising to practice handshaking. No, no. Should we spend the time learning to kick a goal straight? Should we learn the time? Should we spend the time learning how to do the handshake? What's more important here? Well, I don't know. They're obviously they're doing the scoring because obviously they're not getting those opportunities otherwise. Sure. 
Um, and maybe maybe it's a team bonding thing. Maybe maybe that's you know it's all, maybe it is part of the mentality of a of a winning team. Yes, they in sync. But I think now whenever I see someone with like AFL season kicking back, guarantee I'm going to see some cool handshakes. Oh, after yeah. like you kick your first goal of the season, or if you kick a goal to get yourself into you know out of the into the top eight, make yourself into finals. Oh, the top eight handshake, of course. You, you're gonna yes. yeah, the top eight. <laughs> that, that's gonna be something, and there's gonna be some nerds who practice it after training. Nick, big story last night on Married at First Sight. Honestly, when is there not a big story? But I dare say the biggest one of them all so far. Okay, that's, that's very <laughs> commercial radio of you, but all right. Oh, well, all eyes are on Dodgy Harrison. Last night it was centred around the boys' night that they uh-huh. all went out on, and Harrison explained what had went down. So we're at a bar. Some girls came up to Dan and I, and the comment one of the girls made was, you know, you're hot, can I, can I get your number? And I said, oh, uh, I can't give you my number. I'll take yours. Janelle overheard me telling Adam about it. Janelle's taken it upon herself to start spreading it through the group. A rumour spread indeed to the point where Harrison blames somebody else, even though he was the one to take the number. It has created a divide throughout the group. And one lady who doesn't hold back from her opinions on Married at First Sight is Lyndall. She's here. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, we're good, Lyndall. Uh, Jules has been trying to explain this to me in the break. Uh, It feels very high school, all this stuff. Is that fair to say? Oh, I mean, I think we all know when you sign up for math, that's kind of what you're in yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> you're joining the circus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Linda, we spoke to Harrison last week. What do you make of him now? Because he's <laughs> he's saying that, you know, there's so much more to the story. Is this is this true? I mean, I think that Harrison always has something to say about the story. So with him, there's always something else. But, you know, um, it is, it's very hard to kind of wade through all of the, all of the things he says. Because, yeah. Like, even remembering back to that night, I was like, what is going on? Like, I actually had no idea. You know, you hear all these things and you just never get to a clear answer. Yeah, honestly, needed a pie chart to get through last night. But what I noticed was that Harrison was sort of dividing the group and I guess creating a wedge between lots of relationships, yours included with your husband, Cameron. Uh, Talk to us how about you were getting involved in the drama and how that impacted your relationship. Yeah, I mean, it was a really tough one because I think with Cam, I totally get where he's coming from. Like the last thing you want is when you go into a dinner party to be in the hot seat or have your partner in the hot seat or anything Mm. like that. So, you know, that can put a lot of strain on on the relationship, especially if you have differing opinions on how to deal with things. But, you know, I think ultimately you just have to try to do what's right and try to repair what you can. And I don't know, I just always approach to trying to do the most right thing. But, yeah, but it's something I think that everybody goes through at some point in their relationship. Like, do we speak up? Do we stay silent? What do we do? Where is our line? Like, that's something you have to work out as a couple. You're approaching it from a very level-headed st- uh, sort of point of view here, Lyndall, which is not necessarily mm-hmm. something that can be said for <laughs> a- this show at, at any given point. Look, when you, when you are in the experiment and you are trying to make a relationship and a marriage work and stuff, is it frustrating when it feels like people are presenting you with these obstacles where they're almost looking for drama for drama's sake? Oh, absolutely. It's frustrating. Um, I think for me, though, the most frustrating thing is when like you have good people there that are there for genuine reasons and you know that they're getting hurt. And then you're kind of put in a position of like, how much hurt am I willing to watch them go through and how much hurt am I willing to put the people around me through in order to like, you know, navigate that 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 area of just like, do I say something? Do I not say something? Like, And it's frustrating when people continue to do the wrong thing. So I think that was a position I was in last night where, you know, 
I knew that Shannon had hurt Caitlin already so much, um, but I also knew that I'd seen something. And then, like, later down the track, if Caitlin ever found out that I knew something and it all came out, what kind of friend would I have been if I didn't say something, you know? So it's it's just, like, why would people go out of their way to hurt other people, you know what I mean? And that's, is, that's the frustrating thing. Yeah, this is the guy, Shannon, who was saying that his wife was attractive by normal standards, but he couldn't date her. So, oh, right. yeah, that bit bloke. of a dodgy bloke. But um, I, I find it interesting that one thing wasn't mentioned was that your partner, Cam, was actually getting numbers during this bloke's night out. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, look, I don't know about that. I know that he was there, but as far as I was aware, he said he went for a beer and he, he moved along to the next pub with a friend of his. So Where did that's that all that I come knew from? That's all. That's good. I like hearing that, Lyndall, because you know what? <laughs> no, because Lyndall's doing it. She's, you know, she's practicing what she preaches. She's not entering into drama for drama's sake there. Yes. Where, she's staying in her lane, as where, Cam repeatedly said last night. Does that? Where does that come <laughs> from, Jules? Like that, is that is that just like another one of those rumours that tabloids and stuff are chucking out? Yes, and talks that, you know, you yeah. guys weren't even in the room. One of you was reading a book. You couldn't even be together before that uh, dinner party. <laughs> Lyndall, is it weird to hear rumours spread about you from, from the outside, from having lived it from the inside? Oh, I tell you what, like, it's, it's, it's absolutely surreal. But I yeah. also would say, like, it's actually really hard because, you know, like, I'm just kind of, like, walking around living my life. And then, like, oh, there's an article that someone sent me. And it's like at the moment now I'm just like I'm trying not to read. I'm trying so hard not to engage because the last thing I want to do is give any more fuel to, to any of them, you know. I think we're all going through it to an extent where there's all these things popping up. But, yeah, you've just got to try and remember who you are and whether you're proud of yourself or not and that's the only thing you can really control. Keep your head high and don't break any contracts. Yeah, it sounds like you're, <laughs> at the very, you're looking after yourself both mentally and legally totally. by the sounds of things. Uh, you, you talk about your own approach to it there and sort of, ignoring stuff from the outside, you would obviously know with the other couples and the other individuals, are there those that are in the experiment that are like reading that stuff? Because that's got to be, that's got to have such a negative impact on yourself. I imagine hearing that outside opinion on your, your own self-worth. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, it, I think we're, we're all very different people and we deal with mm. things very differently. I think if I'm going to read it, I try to make sure that I'm in a good place and that, yep. you know, I have gone for a walk or I'm surrounded by friends or something like that. Yep. But I think, you know, some people like, you know, they, they're maybe not obsessed, but, you know, like they just really need to read it because there's something in them that needs to know what people are saying. And, you know, it just, it, for some people you can build resilience that way, but, you know, some people it just sends you into a vortex of like doom. So you don't yeah. really want to, yeah, it's very hard, but, you know, we do, ha we're very supported, I think. And, and, you know, I think we've all come out of it with some really close friends and I know that, me and my friends, we all feel more comforted and more normal when we talk it out with each other. Fantastic. So at least there's that as well. Well, glad to hear you've got a good circle around you, Lyndall, and we cannot wait to see what unfolds. Uh, it continues 7 p.m. Sunday on 99 Now. Thanks so much for your time, Lyndall. No worries, guys. Thank you. Nick and Jules. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.